it's Mel, and you're listening to my Rough Draft podcast, where we talk about embracing our current seasons of faith, work, and wholeness. As a part of the Rough Draft Collective, we are committed to the holistic growth of millennial men and women, and each week we'll discuss how to redefine history with our everyday stories. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to my Road Draft Podcast. It's your girl, Mel. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. I'm so happy to be back, man. Last episode, I was doing our anniversary episode of celebrating three years since starting the Rough Draft brand and one year since starting the podcast. And um, yeah, I just took a quick break. I'm going through a lot of transition, y'all, in my personal life. And so as I'm navigating that, I just needed to take a few weeks just to get some clarity, but we are back and ready to jump in. So um, today I wanted to talk about what it means to work like it's already finished, what it means to work like it's already done, what it means to work from a place of rest. We talked about that earlier this season, but you know, we're in Q4 and some of us are working on things. Some of us are waiting on things. Maybe you're waiting until the new year. And some of us may be in limbo, you know, with more questions than answers, with more uncertainties and confirmations. And maybe you're not sure what to do. But today I want to talk to those of us who already know what we're supposed to be doing. <laughs> I want to talk to those of us who know what it is that we're supposed to do. We have the idea and um, the Lord has already told on our hearts. We already have a burden for what it, whatever it is, you know, that God is calling us to do or transition into, but we really struggle putting the work in. Maybe you already have a business and you're struggling to dedicate time to it because maybe you don't think you have the resources or maybe you don't feel like it's growing. And so you're like, ah, eh, you know, you kind of put a, a halfway work effort into it because of what you feel like you lack. Right. Or maybe, you know, you're in a relationship and, and maybe you're self-sabotaging yourself because you don't really believe that that's that's really who God could have for you, whatever the case may be. Some of us, you know, do have more questions than answers. And I'm actually going to do a video on on finding clarity in this season, but on my Instagram. So follow me on Instagram at underscore Melanie Christina. But I want to talk today about what it means to work like it's already finished when you deep down know what you're supposed to do, but you're not doing it for whatever time, for whatever reason. And so before I get into um, today's three keys, um, I wanted to read Romans 12, four through eight. And it says, just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has its special special function in his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are te- if you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God is giving you leadership ability, 
Take the responsibility serious. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Again, that's Romans 12, four through eight. So I think it's interesting here that, you know, sometimes we think that we have to find our purpose or that we have to go out and seek, you know, what it is that we're supposed to be doing. But here it says that God has already given us these different gifts. It says in his grace, God has already given us different gifts for doing certain things well. And we are all one body of Christ and we all belong to each other. And each part already has a special function built within us, right? My pinky doesn't have to go out and find out what it's supposed to do to be a pinky. My pinky is just naturally a pinky, right? And it's and it's the same thing with you. What you have is already inside of you. What you need for what God has called you to do is already inside of you. And so God gave you the gift and gave you the grace to walk in the gift. He has already completed the work on the cross it is already finished what is done is done right and so how do we walk with that level of confidence how do we work like it's already finished instead of constantly going back and forth questioning ourselves questioning what God has placed inside of us and questioning and questioning you know how we can make it happen with what we have right and so I want to talk about how we can work like it's already finished and so the first thing is we have to shift our mindset from this pending mentality to a final and finite mentality, right? And so when you think something is pending, right, um, it, it's up for grabs. It's not final. You can't determine what the outcome is going to be when something is pending. But when something is final, there's no moving it. There's no shaking it, right? And so we have to shift our mindset when it comes to the things that God has called us to do. We have to stop saying I'm working on something or I'm trying to see if something's working out or I'm trying to do it, right? It's already done. So I'm working, period, right? I'm not trying, I'm doing, period, right? And so we had to shift from this, it may work out, right? To it's already done. So I'm working it out. Right. And so when you believe something's already done, it shifts your mindset from worry to steady. When you believe something's already done, you prepare with an expectation. For example, if someone were to come to you and say, hey, when this day is over, I'm going to give you a million dollars to work on your to, to, to go towards your business. Right. Let, let, let's just say this is a scenario. So you're going throughout your day and someone promises you at the end of the day that they'll give you a million dollars to help go towards what you think God has called you to do. Now, if that person has already said it, the check has already been written to you and you're just waiting to get it, you were just waiting until the end of the day to get it, you would prepare with an expectation, right? So you would start thinking about what you're going to do with that money. You would start writing out the plans. You would prepare with an expectation that the check is already written and it's already yours to receive, right? But then when it comes to the things that God has asked us to do and God has unlimited resources, he has millions upon billions, money is not a thing for him, right? His resources, his heavenly resources are limitless, right? But then when it comes to to God asking us to do things, they were like, oh, well, I don't know. You know, how am I going to make it happen? I only got this. God didn't ask you what you have. He told you what he has for you, right? And so what does your work ethic and your consistency say about what you actually believe in God, right? Some of us are struggling with the lack of passion, right? But it's really just rooted in unbelief because we don't actually believe that God is in it. We don't actually believe that God is who he says he is, right? 
right? And so my question is, what do you believe? Right. I'm not asking you what you say. I'm not asking you what you quote. I'm not asking you what Bible verse of the day you put on your Instagram page. I'm not even asking you what you tell others to do. I'm asking you, what do you believe? Right. Because if you believed that God had called you to greater things then you would be faithful and prepare now. Right. If you believed that God was who he said he was, that he was all powerful and all knowing, how would that change the way that you lived your daily life? Would you start living? living with an expectation that I'm not trying to do anything. God has already done it. So I'm just walking out what he has already done. Right. And so, as I mentioned, you know, I'm currently going through a season of transition um, personally in my business, um, professionally, just all around. <laughs> it's very uncomfortable. But, you know, I'm going through the season of, of transition and I was kind of having my time with God one day trying to think through my next steps. Right. And I found myself constantly shrinking what it was that I can do in my own strength. You know, for example, you know, earlier this year, you know, I chose to consider consolidate all of, you know, the Rough Draft Collective and, you know, my writing and consulting and my personal brand, I chose to kind of shrink it all into my personal brand, you know, thinking that, you know, that that's what God wanted me to do. And I think that that I think to this day that it was still what God wanted me to do. But as I've been talking to him recently, he keeps expanding and it's like, no, it's supposed to be this and this and that. Um, And, you know, I was thinking, well, how am I going to do that with a full time job? And last time I did this, you know, it didn't work out or I stretched myself too thin, you know, and I started thinking about the past disappointments and the past failures. And God was like, but what did I say? Right. What did I say about it? Right. What did I just tell you? Right. God will show us things. And then we always come with the but. Right. And God has had to get on to me very recently. Like, stop saying, but say, and when I, when I tell you to do something or when I show you something that I've called you to do, stop saying, but I can't because, or, but this say, okay, God, if you told me to do this, I will do it. And it's scary and I will still do it. (laughs) But we have to take the, but out of our obedience. Right. Um, because if God has, has given it to me, he already has it, has it finished. He's already in the finished part, right? It just takes me to walk that out with him, right? And so, you know, if I believe that, if I believe that what God showed me is already done, then how will that impact my daily daily schedule? Will I just keep planning things and going back and forth or will I actually start putting in the work? And, and planning a lot of times for us is the biggest form of disobedience because it's just, it's just procrastination. It's prolonged, productive procrastination when we're constantly planning instead of working in what is already done, right? And so will the dream that God has given me, will it actually be put into play or will I just keep it on my whiteboard, right? Am I gonna believe God enough to actually put in the work as if it's already completed? Because He's if he said it, it is already done, right? If you think about it, um, in, one, in one of Jesus's miracles, when a father came and was like, hey, my son is sick, 
Jesus said, your, your son will be healed. And the word says that at that moment when he said it, his son was already healed. Yes, the father had to go back and walk back to the house to see the healing. But when Jesus spoke it, it was already done, right? And so when Jesus speaks things, when God speaks things, it's already finished. So we have to, to believe him by taking the steps, right? To walk that out. And so the first thing is we have to shift our mindset from this pending mentality mentality like this is up for grabs to holding on to God's word, which is final, right? Okay. So that's number one. <laughs> I know I'm coming in high. I know, I know, I know. But that's number one. We have to shift from pending to, to final. Then number two, instead of spending time trying to prove our gift, we have to walk in it. And we have to be willing to embrace the initial awkwardness. I'll say that again for number two, instead of spending time trying to prove our gift, we have to just walk in it and embrace the initial awkwardness. And this is the thing in life. People are going to try to put labels on you. They'll, they'll try to they'll try to determine what you can and can't do. You know, your family sees you in one light. Your old friends see you in one manner. Your new friends see you in one manner. And one thing about me, I hate being labeled. I hate when people think that they have me all figured out. It literally drives me crazy. <laughs> You know, because you don't have me all figured out, right? I'm a mystery. No, not really. <laughs> but, you know, I hate when people try to label me or try to limit me, right? And so it's even more frustrating when when God calls us to do something that's bigger than us, right? But then we struggle to believe it ourselves, as I mentioned before. But then, you know, people may say, you know, well, here you go starting something else. Or, you know, they'll unknowingly diminish it by saying, you know, what's going on with your little business, right? Your little business, right? Or, you know, people will cheer you on until you go past them in success and revelation and wisdom, right? We all need healing. <laughs> we all need a level of healing so that we are not um, outwardly um, putting on people our own insecurities. But that's another story for another day. The point is, is that people are going to try to label you. People are going to try to limit you, whether they do it knowingly, unknowingly, knowingly whether they do it, you know, and they think that they're being honest or coming from a place of love, regardless, people are going to peep, people going to be people. Okay. But I'm always brought back to Luke 4, 24, where Jesus says that no prophet is accepted in his hometown, right? Jesus, own people tried to diminish him, who he came from, his identity, his gifts and his miracles. Right. But what I always notice is that Jesus did not spend his time trying to convince people. He said what he said. He did did what he did and he moved on, right? So he went to Samaria to, 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 to Samaria and, and talked to the people there. He went to Galilee and when they didn't do it, he went to Capernaum and he, you know, he he kept going, right? He didn't try to prove himself. He came on the scene, he did what he was gonna do, said what he said what he was gonna say. And when people challenged him, he stood on, you know, he stood on the word and he moved on to the next thing, right? He didn't spend time trying to convince people or trying to prove his gift to people because his gift 
his gifts spoke for it for him for itself. Right. And, you know, sometimes, you know, God can call us to do things that are bigger than us. And I can say, well, God, I feel like I don't have the support or I feel like I don't have people around me who can see it how I see it. Or I feel like people may downplay this or that. And God told me clear as day when I was walking this morning, (laughs) he told me clear as day, spend less time trying to prove your gift and spend more time actually walking in it. Again, what would our time look like if we spent less time trying to prove ourselves on social media and spent more time actually walking in what it is that God has called us to do and letting it speak for itself, right? And so when you work like it's already finished, you have nothing to prove because it's already finished. Either you're going to recognize it today or you're going to see it in 10 years, but we don't work to prove right? We don't work out of selfish ambition. We work from a place of rest, knowing that God has already prepared the table and the place for us. So no, everyone's not going to hop on board. And even those that may support you, they may just not know how to support you in the way that you need it, right? And that's okay. They may not be able to see the vision because God didn't give it to them. He gave it to you. So don't you dare diminish it with their expectations or even your own limited expectations, right? We have to allow God's greater to enter our lesser and move, right? Block them out and move. God is in this season where he is getting us past needing the applauses of people to determine our level of consistency, right? And so I'll be honest, you know, on my social media, I went a few weeks um, where my engagement was going down. You know, I was posting more consistently and my engagement was going down. And I was wondering, well, well, what is going on? You know, I'm trying to build this, you know, personal brand, you know, but but God had to tell me there are people's engagement. Social, I'm not limited to social media engagement. I'm not limited to social media. God has been showing me things about how some of the things that God has called me and some of us to do is going to go past Instagram and Facebook. Facebook and YouTube and all that stuff. He's bigger than that. Right. But even still, you know, there's going to come a season where you won't be able to explain yourself. There are certain things that God is asking me to do where I don't have an answer for. And I don't have an answer to give you as to why I'm doing it, but I'm doing it because God told me to do it. Right. And so I'm taking this walk of faith. But we have to understand that we, 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 but we have to understand how important it is to break free from the need to prove ourselves, to explain ourselves and to simply walk in obedience and allow God to do the approving and allow God to do the positioning, right? And so, you know, when people tell me, Mel, you're doing great things, you know, I appreciate it. I I really appreciate the love. I really do. I tell y'all all the time, I appreciate it. And sometimes, yes, it keeps me going, but I'm no longer dependent on it. Because if you can build me up, then you can tear me down. And no, this isn't to be paranoid. You know, God does place, again, the right people around you that you can trust will cover you as you build. God will place people around you that will build with you, right? But again, who are you clinging to and who are you dependent on? So again, we have to spend less time proving it and more time walking in it. That's number two. And then lastly, number three, We have to know that our works alone are not going to get us there. We have to depend on God's grace and power to finish the work. You know, again, we talked today about, you know, what would your daily look like, daily life look like if you actually believed what God said about you? 
as a person and what God said about what he's called you to do in this earth, right? How would your daily life look different? And, you know, sometimes we have people who don't work at all. And then we have the other end of the spectrum where sometimes we strive and we hustle and yes, working hard and being consistent is important. But sometimes, you know, we somehow think that we're self-made and our works alone are going to get us there, right? And for those who don't believe in Jesus, who don't have God, yes, you are, you know, you got to get yourself there because, you know, if you're not operating under God's grace and yes, you got to get yourself there. But for those of us who believe in Jesus and who are believers, we operate under God's grace. We operate knowing that the work is already complete. I am already made righteous by faith in Jesus Christ. It's only by him. Why? So that I can't boast about it myself. Right. And Paul talks about that, um, you know, in the Bible where we, we don't boast about what we can do. It's only by God's grace that's freely given to us that we can do what it is that he's called us to do. Works alone are are not going to get us there. And so you have to come up, come to a place where you have to come to a place where even in your working, you're still completely reliant on God, you know, and I'll be honest, I told God, <laughs> I told God, you know, sometimes it feels like I'm going backwards because I'm constantly needing God's help and I'm constantly needing God to get me through, you know, these tough days and these tough decisions that I'm making, you know, and, and I told God, so I feel like, <laughs> I feel like sometimes I should be able to handle this on my own. I should be able to stand on my own two feet. I shouldn't keep having to deal with this, right? Cause I'm a, I'm a grown up, I'm grown, <laughs> right? Um, and the truth is the moment you can stand on your own is the moment you fail. Mm hmm. The moment you can stand on your own two feet is the moment you have already failed. The moment you can do something on your own is the moment that you've settled for less, that you've settled for the lesser option when you can do something on your own. Everything he's planned will require him. Everything he has for you will require him. And so if there's something that you're doing or building, whether again, that's personally in a new relationship, relationally, professionally, and it's not requiring his input, how do you know that what you're doing is a part of his plan if it doesn't require him, right? Know that we must work as if it's already finished by including the author and the finisher of it, right? The author and the finisher of our of our faith. And we do that by pulling on his grace and his power to get it done through our dependence and clinging to him, right? And so as far as the selfish, so, and I'm done. I know I kind of went in and I didn't come up for air. <laughs> But to close this out, you know, as a self-reflection question, you know, <laughs> as a self-reflection question, you know, again, how would your work ethic look if you believed what God said about you? How would your work ethic look if you really believed that God could not fail? What would your work ethic look like if you really believed what God said about that thing that you feel like he's called you to do? Right. Again, I gave the example in the beginning of where, you know, if someone were to come to us and say, hey, I'm funding your next business idea, no cash limit, no, 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 no limits. Just build whatever you feel God has called you to build. We would take that money, run, hire the people and get to work. Yet God has placed businesses and things within our hearts and he has access to unlimited resources. And yet we struggle with our mindsets about it. Did God really say this? And that's how the enemy got even Genesis with did God really say 
And when we start to question, that's when we start to struggle. That's when we start to believe the lies, right? And we start to say, well, I don't have the resources anyway, so I'll just focus on what more, what, on what's more stable. But God is calling us out into the deep through our obedience, through walking as if walking like it's already done because it is. And so again, for some of us, God wants us to work on it as if it's already done. Why? Because he's good. The success is already guaranteed. Again, it's not even going to require us to strive and hustle in our own strength and to stress ourselves out. God in his grace has already given you the gifts inside of you to do it well. So do it well, right? It's not, it's not, we, it's, if you have to constantly strive and, 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 and pull and try to uh, constantly having to work up against, you know, what's within you to get it done, that's not God. What has God already placed inside of you through his grace, through his gifts that go without repentance? What has God already placed within you, right? And so we're not going to hustle and strive to get there. We're going to steward the gifts that he has already given us and build, build with it what we can do and then depend on him to what he can do. And so, yes, that's how we're going to work like it's already finished. So I hope that that helps someone. Um, the podcast is back. So I will see y'all hopefully next week um, for our next episode. Um, but again, if you're not already following me, I'm going to talk about clarity this week on Instagram. So you want to make sure you're following me at underscore Melanie Christina. Um, and then, of course, be sure to check out the website, MelanieChristina.org. We have so many exciting things for Q4 that I cannot wait to share with you when the time is right. So make sure that you're subscribed. Make sure that you're tuning in on Instagram. Let me know if y'all have any questions and how I can pray for y'all. And I will see y'all next week. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on my rough draft podcast. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at underscore Melanie Christina and be sure to subscribe to this show so you don't miss any new episodes. Now do me a favor and please leave us a five-star rating and review so we can continue to get the word out to other listeners around the world. Also be sure to head to the roughdraftcollective.com where you can access our online blog, free resources, our one-on-one services, and more. Thanks again for listening and I'll see y'all next week. Bye.